Welcome back to Round Guy Radio. We're talking Iowa Heartlanders Weekly with the voice of the Heartlanders, David Fine. Welcome to the program, Dave. Hey, it feels good to chat and feel a little bit better than I know we, t- we were talking a little bit last week, but was a little under the weather. Uh, nice to have a few days off. The team appreciates it, too, and getting ready for a fun home game on Sunday, Dave. Well, let's get right into that. It's Veterans Day. Uh, it's always something I'm very interested in as a veteran. Uh, uh, and uh, we got our West Pointer back, uh, uh, too, for the for this week. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Veterans Day and, and what what's all going to be on tap for Sunday's home game. Yeah, Sunday is the SpongeBob SquarePants Day, so uh, not quite Veterans Day. That'll be a few days after that, but um, Sunday versus Kalamazoo, the team's wearing SpongeBob jerseys. Um, there's post-game meet and greet if you if you if you bid on one of the jerseys. Um, portion of the proceeds benefit United Way, and it you know Sunday games are early. It's 2:05. We have the earliest starting Sunday home game in the league for a reason because we know that hey, by the time people get out, it's 4:15, 4:30, can go home you know, enjoy dinner with your family, um, not have to be out too late. Uh, I really like the Sunday 205. You know, most of our front office is there a few hours after tearing stuff down. So we're all home by about, you know, like seven o'clock or something like that on a day, like uh, on a day, like um, uh, on a day, like Sunday. So that's this upcoming Sunday. And then next week we have our military appreciation night. That's Saturday, November 26th against Cincinnati. Uh, and then a post-game skate on Sunday, the 27th. And, Military Appreciation Night's a really special night uh, for so many in our community. Trevin Kozlowski, who's an Army West Point graduate, alluded to it. He's back with us um, after being traded to us. He was played with us pretty much entirely all of last year. Now he's back with us um, after he didn't. He was kind of the, the odd man out in Cincinnati. They had a they had a lot of goalies, so um, we called to get him because Hunter Jones got recalled, and that's kind of the long and the short of it of where the team stands heading into this weekend against Kalamazoo. Well, it seems like right now uh, uh, we're missing a lot of players that are at the Iowa Wild. Uh, various injuries and stuff at the Minnesota Wild uh, have uh, secured a lot of guys going up there. But who, who's up there at the Iowa Wild that we could see come back and help turn this season around? Yeah. Um, so what I would say right now is that, like, it's always tough. It's always, always tough to try to look at it and be like, these guys will be back at a certain point. but you can play the guessing game of kind of who you had there and who might be coming back because the Heartlanders know, for example, that a guy like, you know, Mitchell Balmas who started the season with the Heartlanders, and Kevin Conley who started the season with the Heartlanders and even Patrick Curry. These are three forwards that are capable of each scoring about, you know, a point per game, a point and a half per game in the ECHL. Those guys are all recalled at the moment. And those are three forwards along with goaltender Hunter Jones that the Heartlanders knew that they might have here for, you know, the entirety of the season um, or for most of the season, they're on an AHL contract, but it's possible just because of how it aligned at the start of the year. That's kind of normally how it's, it's built. And of course, you know, if these guys go up to the AHL, these three guys and they perform, then they're going to stay there. They'll be rewarded. They'll stay there. Um, But they started the season with Iowa and then, you know, because of injuries up above, which is why the Heartlanders, you know, like, that they're the, they're the feeder system for the Iowa Wild and Minnesota Wild. That's part of the deal. It's why the Heartlanders are affiliated with them because they get benefits of it, and then obviously they can help benefit Minnesota and Iowa. But with the important thing to remember, even though the team's off to a little bit of a slower start, without these three guys, they're still a good, you know, an average offense in the league. Statistically, they're an average offense. They're scoring three goals a game, which is good. And then I think, Dave, just defensively, 
uh, things need to be tightened up a little bit. But those three forwards can help with that because then, ostensibly, if you're winning, if you're ahead in games instead of trailing, it's a lot easier to play, you know, good defense because you're not worried about overexerting yourself on offense or putting too much pressure on yourself. And you're not putting the other team in better opportunities to score. You can play a more postured system defensively down the stretch and maybe not give up that empty net goal. So I think from the Hartlanders side of it, if they can score a couple for, you know, keep on scoring first goals and, you know, playing with leads, they're going to rise up the standings pretty quickly against a lot of division opponents in the next few weeks. That's just my take on it. But you mentioned the three guys that are up in the AHL and yeah, that plays an impact. If you have three guys that are each capable of scoring a point a game, then that might be three goals that yeah, we're missing over we the course We might be averaging six so. points a game if we had them. But, uh, and I, I believe that we'll get some of these guys back uh, as uh, players heal up and, and uh, situations. It's just kind of like an ebb and flow uh, with that. But that that's our goal is to, to move players up. And it uh, looks like we're, we're being successful in that area. Well, uh, yep. uh, let's talk about this game Sunday. You know, this is a great place to – Take your family. It's great entertainment value. Uh, well, what? Uh, give us a preview of this game. What? What? What's on tap here? Why will this game be exciting to go see? Yeah, yeah. I think there's a lot of things. First of all, you know, when you do these when you do these specialty jersey games, it's kind of it gives a it gives a sort of a lighter hearted feel. Um, the jerseys look great. I'm sure they'll be posted on social media here before Sunday. But they're SpongeBob jerseys, so like the team's going to look like SpongeBob SquarePants when they're on the ice. Um, and so that's, you know, from for a kid's perspective, that's a that's a reason to come out. You can see the specialty jerseys. Uh, there's, you know, if you, if you do decide to bid on a jersey and you win, you get to meet the player after the game whose jersey you won because it's game-worn jerseys. And then, you know, you get to have the player, you, you can have your kid meet the player after the game, which, you know, for I remember when I was a kid and I went to minor league baseball games that, you know, if you got a chance to see the players, that's like to, to you, you're meeting, you're meeting Babe Ruth. It's like you're meeting Babe Ruth. It doesn't matter whether it's, you know, a double A hockey player or a double A baseball player. That's if you're a kid, that's a really special moment that could make you, you know, love the game forever and, you know, want to come back. So, um, and then obviously in addition, as I said, that, you know, there's a benefit to all this, which is that a portion of the proceeds uh, benefit the United way of Johnson and Washington counties. So it's not like it's benefiting in that, you know, it's benefiting a national organization, but it's staying local to help those in need with the United way. And especially Dave at this time of year, around Thanksgiving and the holiday season, it's important, you know, to, to help those that, you know, might need a little bit of a boost. And that's sort of the spirit of the start of the holiday season. So those are a few things that are going on, specialty jerseys and a portion of the proceeds benefiting United Way. So I, I think it's going to be a fun show on Sunday. And then, you know, talking about the teams, Kalamazoo, they're looking to, to rise up the standings as well. They're just basically two wins ahead of the Heartlanders right now. Um, they've gotten off to not a great offensive start, but they're a really, they're always a good defensive team. They're, they don't make mistakes, but the games that they played against the Heartlanders historically are very high scoring. The teams have played 11 times and in nine of those 11 games, the winners had at least four goals. So, and if, if 10 of the last 11 specifically, because the first time they ever played, it was a three, two final uh, in overtime. So they're often close games and they're often kind of high scoring in the first instance, these teams played earlier this year. Kalamazoo got off to a good start in the game, and the Heartlanders scored a bunch of goals quickly but fell by just a few goals, and then they gave up an empty netter at the end. So that's kind of one of those things, too, where, you know, these games have been high scoring, and I think we're going to see another high scoring game with the SpongeBob jerseys on on Sunday because that's how it's been going. 
Well, uh, the Heartlanders have been a, a tremendous partner for all kinds <laughs> of uh, uh, Iowa City, Cedar Rapids area uh, foundations that do good work in the community. But uh, when I go to a game, uh, I, I don't just look at the game. I kind of keep my eye on the crowd, see, you know, looking for smiles, looking for uh, intensities. And one of the things that I notice at Heartlanders game is you have a lot of kids. There's always a lot of kids at the games. And they seem to be having the time of their life. Why is this such a special place to take your kids? And why is the experience for kids uh, uh, so off the charts at a Heartlanders game? Did I lose you? No, I'm good here. Sorry, Dave. Sorry. Oh. I think part of it has to do with the community because, like, in Iowa City and Coralville, the the population is – it's a young population. You know, it's obviously there's a lot of college kids, but – there's a lot of young families too. And I think what makes the market really unique in Coralville, Iowa city is that, you know, because there's so many young families, there's such a tremendous growth potential in Eastern Iowa for the team. And what I'm, what I mean too, when I say that is that in Cal, like in Kalamazoo, you can just look at the stats. Like it's an older community. It's, it's an older on average community. And that's through the heartlanders are playing on Sunday. Fort Wayne and Toledo are older average communities. Wheeling, West Virginia is an older average age community. Whereas in Coralville and Iowa City, what makes the river landing just so unique is that there's so many young people around. Like there's young families, there's young kids, um, you know, there's the young adults. And I think that that's what, what, you know, gives the Heartlanders a lot of hope is that, you know, with, with the number of young people around that they still need, many of which still need to become hockey fans, but because of that, that, you know, it has, it will have a lasting impact over, over decades. Cause if you have young people that come out to games when they're kids, they're going to want to come the next year and the next year. And then when, you know, they raise a family in Coralville or in North Liberty or in Tiffin or in Cedar Rapids or wherever in Iowa, they're going to feel strongly about wanting to, you know, come out to a game because that's who they supported when they were young. And so I think that that's a, it's a really good sign for the Heartlanders that so many kids are, are involved not only in learning the game of hockey, but also coming out to games because the Heartlanders have done a really good job with their youth program to get dozens, hundreds of kids that have never played hockey before to try hockey for free and, you know, learn the game at, as, and start to, you know, become enamored with the game. Yeah. Uh, the average age in Iowa is 72. Uh, and if it wasn't for Iowa City, I think it'd be 110. <laughs> yeah, it feels like that at times. No, I'm just kidding. But when I say, Dave, like, I'm, I'm almost 30. I'm still a young guy. But when I, I'm almost 30, and I feel like I never see anyone over the age of 35 around me. Like, it's really, it's a really kind of, like, bizarre thing that, um, you know, like, when, you're just, when I'm just walking around that, like, I very rarely see someone that is like, I'm, I'm, I say, oh, 35 might be a little bit of exaggeration, but like you, it's very rare to see someone that in, in around the arena that is over the age of, I'll just say 50. Like it's, it, it's not, you know, a negative, it's a positive because there's so many young families around that are raising kids that are elementary school, middle school age. Um, and then, you know, obviously the, the number of, of college kids in the population. So it's, it's kind of funny to me because like, I was working in Pennsylvania in an older Rust Belt town, and it was rarer to see kids at games. It was a lot of the same faces for 20 years that were coming to games. And, you know, at one point they were 40, but now they were 60 and still season ticket holders. And, you know, 20 years later with the Reading Royals. But with, with the Heartlanders, what gives me a lot of hope 
is that there's so many young people around that you just build the team the right way and they're going to want to keep on coming back for years and years, not just a year. Well, uh, yeah, because I think kids are the uh, are, are uh, uh, the reason, especially Sunday games, you know, it's a great time to take your kids. I, I like to take my grandson and his friends up there on Sundays, and I know they love the SpongeBob, and that's going to be a great, great night. Uh, but uh, uh, we traded away uh, uh, what was my favorite player last year, Jake Smith, but I'm working on kind of a new one, uh, a guy I like to call Matt Guitar Murphy, uh, after the great uh, guitar player Matt Guitar Murphy. Uh, who who is this Matt Murphy, and why is he uh, 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 why is he catching my ear? Yeah, well, he's got seven assists in in, th- in uh, four games now, so that's a that's a pretty good reason. Um, he's he's a really nice guy. He's he's a winner at every level. Like I hate when people say that, and it's not true, or they just it's such an overused phrase. Because normally, if you're a really good player, you're going to impact your team and make make that team really good. But he's played on championship teams professionally. He won the Kelly Cup with Fort Wayne as a rookie, um, and was a was a major contributor for the Comets. He's and before that he played for the University of New Brunswick, which is the best powerhouse in the sport of Canadian university. So the Canadian version of NCAA, the University of New Brunswick. He's a he's a champion at that level too. He won. I'm just counting here. He won two championships and he won he won three conference championships. But he actually won. You know, it's called U Sports. So just imagine U Sports as NCAA in Canada. He won two national titles in Canada and won three conference titles in the conference there. And he was a contributor all four years. They made the conference playoffs all four years. And then further, you know, I'm just, I'm just going back to when basically he started playing at a high level of hockey, a significantly well at, you know, high level of hockey in 2011. So he made the playoffs that year. He made the playoffs the next two years. He made the playoffs in 2015 He's basically never missed the playoffs except for last year. He did not play a playoff game for Fort Wayne because he was called up to the AHL. So teams that he's been on have made the playoffs every year, Dave, for the last decade. And that has a lot. And he's a really good player. So, of course, he's going to be impacting wins. But I think it's an overlooked thing when someone says, oh, I know he's a winner at every level. Like, yeah, guys in the NHL, a lot of them have won at every level. But when it comes to Matt Murphy, he's played on winning teams and carved out a really good role. And teams that he's been on have made the playoffs every year of the last decade. And the only reason he didn't play in the playoffs for Fort Wayne last year was because he was called up in the AHL and Fort Wayne lost in the first round of the playoffs. And maybe they lost in the first round because he wasn't there. He's just a really solid guy um, on the ice. He does not make mistakes. I have yet to see him make one mistake that I could point out in, in the back of my mind, maybe. Or, you know, on the air say, oh, you know, maybe next time, you know, go up the wall there instead of through the middle or whatever. Like, he just does not make errors. And he's he's just sharp. And he's a good he's a good best player. He's a good favorite player to have because I like players that don't make mistakes either. And he's one of them. Yeah, he's he seems to be in the mix. And uh, uh, I like to add the guitar in between his name, Matt Guitar Murphy. Uh, just uh, I do, too. That's good. I may, have to, I may have to throw he, that in. You could have some kind of guitar solo or something every time he scores or something like that, you know. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, uh, it's uh, the game is at two o'clock on Sunday. Uh, there wasn't any other games this week, was there? No, a bye week. I actually uh, I got home to see some family, which is nice. Um, needed that. The team's going to be in a hotel room on Thanksgiving, so 
um, well, multiple hotel rooms, thankfully. Uh, but the team's going to be in Indianapolis on Thanksgiving. We're all kind of still trying to figure out uh, how we're going to do our Thanksgiving dinner together um, as a team. I'll tell you, Dave, too, like it sounds depressing. Like, oh, I know you're not with family. You're not with friends. But the be- I-, I would argue that one of the best Thanksgiving meals I've ever had in my life was in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I still remember it. It was it was November of 2016 and only six years ago. But um, the the Sheraton in Sioux Falls uh, attached to the arena to play the Sioux Falls Stampede when I was working in the USHL made this they had the the turkey and mashed potatoes and stuffing and it was fantastic so um i'm not i'm not saying anything poorly about any other thanksgiving meals i've had but it's not all what i'm trying to say is it's not all down um because uh because the team's going to be in the hotel it's good bonding it's an off day can watch some football together um have a beer together kind of thing and just kind of take a deep breath and relax and next week and the upcoming next few weeks are really busy because Iowa had this week off and then they play eight games over the next 14 days starting on Sunday. So, you know, you look at it from that perspective, it's going to be really, really freaking busy for the team. And they're going to want to hopefully bag up a few wins and start playing their best hockey. Because if you can, you're going to be tired in that stretch, but if you can bag a few wins in a space where you have so many games and um, so few days, you can really over the next two or three weeks, uh, you know, be ready to to make your run to run up the standings in a significant way and assert yourself there for the middle of the season. You know, I I never really quite understood why they call a week where you don't have any games a bye week. It seemed like a week where you played a lot of games. That's where you'd have to say bye to everybody. Uh, <laughs> I like that. That's good. Well, uh, is there anything else we didn't get to cover that you wanted to cover? No, I think that's about it. I, you know, I think that, you know, the team's going to have more home games here over the next few weeks, but still basically through December 14th, there's only three home games and, or four home games, and they're all coming up here before the end of the month. Um, and, you know, there, there's been good support. I, the fans this year are very dialed in on what the product of hockey should look like. It's a young team, but it's an improving team right now. And I, I think that, the team over the last four or five games has found the ability to remain competitive and take leads. Whereas the first five or six games going against a lot of experienced teams and had some had a couple really long road trips in there, for example, it's harder. Um, so I think that over the next few weeks, I would expect that with this busy stretch of games, teams going to become even more uh, gelled together. And Dave, this will also coincide with, I would say, hopefully, most of the teams the Heartlanders will be playing have been losing a lot of players to the AHL, whereas the Heartlanders had six called up almost immediately, and they've just recently gotten two or three, uh, two back um, from the from the AHL. So what I would say is that you know it, there's a greater potential that compared to the beginning of the year when the Heartlanders lost so many players that the playing field will be a little bit more leveled. Um, for some of these teams coming in that, you know, they've had their players called up and the Heartlanders have some of theirs called up as opposed to at the start of the year where it was very slanted, where Iowa at one point was missing, you know, three goalies in the first week of the season due to injury and call up and such and defensemen and forwards all up in the AHL. So, you know, you look at it from that side of things. And I think that it shows the ability for the Heartlanders to, you know, score a few first goals, keep some leads and be able to translate into wins. And I think that is coming for the team. Well, that's good news. Uh, Tell our listeners when the next, say, three times they can see the team at home. Yeah, three times. That's easy. This upcoming Sunday, November 20th, against the Kalamazoo Wings, SpongeBob SquarePants Day, 2.05 p.m. Then the following Saturday 
is the military appreciation game against the Cincinnati Cyclones. Cincinnati's really good this year. Um, going to need all the support we can get in that one. They, they are they are a stacked team, but they've struggled a little bit because of well, struggles, a, a strong word, but they've lost a few games recently because guess what? All their guys have been called up to the AHL seemingly, but they're still a good team. And then um, thirdly against Cincinnati on Sunday, November 27th. So uh, all weekend games here, the next three times you can see the team are this upcoming Sunday, following Saturday for military appreciation. And then the following Sunday for the post-game skate game. So that's the uh, that's the deal, Dave. That's what's going on. Three chances to see the the Heartlanders right there at Coralville at the Extreme Arena. Uh, I hear Chicago is playing there. <laughs> Chicago? Yeah, the band Chicago is supposedly playing at the Extreme. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Um, I I've, I've been less dialed in on the uh, the concert schedule. I did just get what. Yeah, that's right. Chicago is now on sale. I see Justin Moore. I think he's a country artist is on sale and then a boogie with the hoodie who i'm sure is your biggest uh fan he's a good rapper he's actually a pretty like dave i i do like rap music i'm younger i like rap music i know i know you're not the biggest fan but like the arena has some good shows coming up and they've kind of staked themselves as you know they, they've gotten some good country artists they've gotten some good rap artists they've gotten some good rock artists there's a show on saturday as well i think um a rock show like 80s rock um like tribute band or something i i, I don't know exactly the names but um, anyway, so the arena's gotten a lot of good shows and it's building too, because a year ago, a lot of the artists had just kind of started to go back on tour, but now a lot of the other artists are back on tour and are showing themselves too. So the arena's busy and that's a good thing for the Heartlanders too. Well, if Merle Haggard ever comes out with a rap album, I'll be the first guy to buy it, I think. <laughs> That'd be the same if Springsteen did that with a rap album. So there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for being with us. Uh, the Extreme Arena has so much exciting action. But let's try to get there and, and cheer on the team uh, to, a, to a victory on Sunday. Thanks for being with us, David. Thanks, Dave. Have a good day. Happy.